MSW Media. Hey everyone, today's episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by my favorite daily nutritional drink, Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we thank them for their support. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. Today, the European Union accepts Ukraine's application to join, putting the country in candidate status. Six more Trump lawyers are subpoenaed by the 1-6 committee. Donald and his kids appeal the ruling that he must sit for a deposition with the New York Attorney General. Biden denies executive privilege for Mike Flynn and Pete Navarro in the 1-6 probe. Nord Stream 2 has fired all of its employees and declared bankruptcy. And Biden delivers his first State of the Union as Russia moves into day seven of its invasion of Ukraine. I'm Allison Gill. Hey, everybody. Those are the headlines today. As you know, I'm on vacation, so you're getting abridged versions of the show. I appreciate you uh, giving me the ability to take some of this time off and have a little bit of free time for myself. Very important for our mental health. And I, you know, I preach self-care, so I have to I have to walk the walk. Now, a little bit more before I hand this over to the interview I have for you today, which is, by the way, Kelly Pollack, the host of Unsung History, an incredible podcast. And we're going to be talking about kicking off Women's History Month and the shows that she'll be bringing us. But before I do that, a little bit more on the six Trump lawyers that were subpoenaed from Hugo Lowell at The Guardian, our friend. The subpoenas, he says, authorized hours before Biden's first State of the Union address, targeted documents and testimony from Cleta Mitchell, Kurt Olson, Catherine Fries, Philip Klein, Kenneth Cheesebro, my favorite, and the pro-Trump One America News host, Christina Bob. The subpoenas reflect the panel's focus on Trump's schemes to stop the certification from happening so that the former president's associates could buy some time to co-opt state legislatures to send Trump slates of electors to return him to office. A select committee said they subpoenaed Bob as she was also involved in drawing up that one of those draft executive orders that would have directed federal agencies to seize voting machines in states Biden narrowly won over Trump on the basis of claims of election fraud, which were false. Cleta Mitchell was subpoenaed after she appeared to have contacts with GOP lawmakers and participated in the infamous phone call when Trump pressured Georgia's Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, to find votes to reverse his loss in the state. She spoke with Trump on January 6th. The select committee also ordered documents and testimony from Fries, a Trump lawyer who the panel said played a role in drawing up the draft executive order to seize voting machines. And The Guardian reported that one version of the draft executive order was reviewed by Trump at a December 2020 White House meeting and then verbally agreed to appoint Sidney Powell, another Trump attorney and conspiracy theorist, a special counsel to probe the election fraud. And remember, a Trump, (laughs) why not say that? A Trump can't appoint a special counsel. Only the attorney general can do that. So I'm wondering about the White House visitor logs. First of all, if they were destroyed, because that's obstruction of justice. But Did Trump ever meet with Barr or Rosen or Clark to see if they would agree 
to appoint Sidney Powell as special counsel. Olson, who was subpoenaed, also pressured the Justice Department to open an investigation into election fraud. And that's according to an interim Senate Judiciary Committee report released last year. Olson also helped to draw up a draft executive order for Trump that would have directed the Justice Department to take voter action and citing documents on file with the panel, by the way, you know, one of those little footnotes that says this is because of documents we have had multiple calls with Trump on January 6th. So I wonder if they have his phone records or Trump's. Klein convened a meeting with 300 state legislators in an attempt to encourage them to sign a letter urging Mike Pence to delay the certification. Seems like obstructing an official proceeding. And Cheesebro actively promoted legal theories within the Trump campaign supporting the use of slates of bogus electors in states that the former president lost. So those are the six subpoenas going out today. Uh, as far as Hugo Lowell, the last thing he talked about or the last time he talked about when these hearings, public hearings would take place, he was still told it looks like mid to late April. So we will keep an eye on that. The committee knows their time frame. I promise. Again, thank you for letting me do these abbreviated shows while I'm on vacation. After this quick break, I will be spending time with the host of Unsung History. That's a great podcast. It's on the MSW Media Network. Uh, her name is Kelly Pollock, and we're going to do that as we kick off Women's History Month. So stay with us. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG for The Daily Beans, and today's show is brought to you by AG1. Not me, but Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a health and wellness company that specializes in convenient, delicious daily nutrition. I have a hectic schedule. You know I do. I travel a lot. I work a lot. I intermittently fast and I'm paleo. So I have huge gaps in my nutrition that need to be filled. And I used to have 15 bottles of vitamins and supplements and probiotics and superfood blends in my cabinet that I would have to go through and take every day. But Athletic Greens has come to my rescue. With AG1, which is a delicious scoop that you put in some water. I do it every morning before I go to the gym. And AG1 provides everything that you need. Multivitamins, multiminerals, probiotics, green superfood blend, 75 vitamins and minerals, whole food ingredients, all in one delicious scoop. And so it's a very convenient and easy step to add to your daily routine. Taking AG1 in the morning helps me focus and be productive, gives me energy for my workout, and I stay focused the entire day. It's uh, The AG1 is a tasty drink with bioavailable ingredients, making it an excellent alternative to all those pills and supplements I was telling you about. It fits well also with the keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, and gluten-free lifestyles, so you don't have to worry about it. And AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar. It doesn't have any GMOs, of course, no chemicals, no artificial ingredients. And it really tastes delicious. It's really good, you guys. And I like that Athletic Greens updates their research and their product as, as the research changes. In the past decade, AG1 has undergone 53 improvements based on the latest science and research, so I highly recommend it. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. You'll be glad you did. Everybody, welcome back. Super happy to be joined today by the host of an MSW Media podcast. It's called Unsung History, Kelly Pollock. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm really good. We are kicking off Women's History Month, and so is Unsung History. So tell us a little bit about what is on the slate for for your upcoming shows in this. First of all, I want to like tell everyone about Unsung History and what it is. 
And then let's talk about what you're going to get into for Women's History Month. Yeah. So the idea behind Unsung History is we're trying to dig into some uh, things in American history that just aren't covered as much, aren't as well known. I found some really surprising stories that, you know, always have me going like, wait, why, why didn't I know this? Why am I not taught this in school? So that's what I do. And I am not a historian. I am somebody who likes to talk to people. <laughs> so every episode has somebody on it uh, who knows a lot more history than I do. So I interview uh, usually historians historians, but sometimes it's journalists, other kinds of writers uh, who know a lot about the the history that we're, we're covering that week. Cool. So now we were talking a little bit offline. The first show isn't a women's history show, but the rest of the month you're going to go into women's history. What is this first show about? Because this is a this is amazing. I didn't know this. Yes. So March 1st is the 150th anniversary of Yellowstone National Park becoming a national park is the first national park in the country. And uh, a good friend of mine, Megan Kate Nelson, uh, Dr. Megan Kate Nelson, has written a book about Yellowstone, about the history. And it's an incredibly good book. So I am talking to her all about the history of Yellowstone and about her book. And you, it's possible people have heard of her because she was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize for her last book. So uh, quite a good historian. <laughs> yeah, amazing. That's a really, really, it's going to be an incredible interview. And what is the most surprising thing that you learned about Yellowstone in your research? So the uh, the surprising thing, it probably shouldn't be surprising to me at this point, uh, but but what comes up sort of time and time again is your heroes aren't always good. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm an outdoorsy kind of person. I've done backpacking in Yellowstone. I would have assumed that the people who went in and decided to become, uh, that it should become a national park and protected would all be good people, right? Uh, and yes, of course, there were things about them that were very good, uh, but there were Native Americans who were already on that land who were not so happy about it being become a national park where all of a sudden they couldn't live, hunt, all the sorts of things they had been doing in that land. So it just, uh, like everything in American history, uh, everything everywhere probably is just a lot more complicated a story than, uh, than I'd realized before reading the book and before talking to Megan. Yeah, and that's the unsung part. Right. That's yeah. the, the things that they sort of just gloss over exactly. when they teach us history in school. Uh, instead of celebrating Yellowstone and the amazing park, <laughs> we kind of leave that shameful part out. Yes. And so I think that's one of the reasons that your podcast is is so important. Now, what, what sort of things do you have cooking for, for Women's History Month? Yeah. So I had realized that I hadn't done anything in sports history yet. And so I wanted to combine uh, some women's history and sports history. So I have an episode coming up about Babe Didrikson Zaharias, who's just this amazing athlete. She's probably best known as a golfer, but uh, she was a track Olympic athlete. She pitched major league baseball games. Like she just did everything. She was this incredible athlete and had a really interesting life. Uh, and so I'm doing an episode about her and then an episode about the National Women's Football League. Now, uh, we've talked about this. We're both from Ohio, Ohio, home of football. Ohio is also the home of women's professional football. And I had no idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> right. So there was this league in the, the 70s and 80s of women's professional football uh, in Ohio and Oklahoma and Texas and California. And it's just this really cool story. So I'm doing an episode on that. Uh, and then the final women's history episode will be about a woman named Cordelia Hood, 
who was involved in intelligence. Uh, so love finding these, these stories of individual women who, who just have these super cool lives. That's amazing. That's like, I didn't, again, I didn't know any, that's why I listened to your show. I do none of that. <laughs> Truly, uh, the unsung part becomes very apparent. And being from Ohio, how did I not uh, yeah. know that the women's football league got started? I was like, wait, this is when I was a kid in Ohio and I had no idea. <laughs> you think it would be, the, you know, they would be bragging about yeah. that because we don't get much from Ohio. So <laughs> Just football. <laughs> talk, talk it up, right? Yeah. But they, they didn't. They kind of left that part out. And, you know, before before, before I let you go, I, I want to know a little bit more about sort of what was the initial impetus that, that prompted you to tell these stories, these stories that people generally don't hear, they aren't taught about, and they don't learn about. Because, I, you know, I remember learning about for the very first time the Tulsa massacre, either through the Watchmen or through the fact that Donald Trump held a rally in Tulsa mm -hmm. on the 99th anniversary of, of the massacre. And so... I asked my uh, social media followers, when did you learn about the Tulsa massacre? And the response was overwhelming just because of one of those two events and not in school. And so that was kind of what kicked it off for me. W what sort of kicked it off for you? Uh, so before I answer that real quick, I'm going to blow your mind and ask you, have you ever wondered why there were so many wealthy African-Americans in Tulsa? Because I just covered that on my most recent episode. <laughs> <laughs> tell us. Do tell. All right. So uh, when the what were known as the five civilized tribes, a horrible name, uh, the five civilized tribes were moved out of southeastern United States. They were moved to what was called Indian Territory, which is now present day Oklahoma. Those tribes of Native Americans had African-American slaves that they brought with them. And when the Civil War happened, those slaves were freed and they actually got reparations uh, in a way that most former slaves uh, in the United States did not. And so that is why there were wealthier African-Americans in Tulsa uh, before the Tulsa massacre. And why were they given better reparations than anyone else? Yeah, it's a good question. And the answer is basically because. Nobody in the federal government was willing to take land away from white people to give it to black people, but they were perfectly happy to take land away from Native American people to give it to black people. Mm. It's, of course, a much more complicated story and everyone should listen to the episode and, and hear right. the rest of it. But uh, but that's, you know, essentially what happened. My God. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yes. Given the, the history of the yes. of the nation. So the uh, wow. yeah, the larger question about why why I do this podcast you know, I, I didn't initially set out thinking I was going to do unsung history. I just I really like American history and wanted a sort of change of pace uh, from political podcasting, wanted something I could sort of be a little more creative in. But I realized really quickly that the only stories I cared about were ones that hadn't been done a million times. Like, I just don't care that much about precedence or war or the kinds of things that that uh, so many history podcasts go back to a million times. Yeah, the whitewash stuff, the whitewash stuff we're taught, yeah. we're all, we all yeah. know. Yeah, right? and, you know, certainly presidents show up frequently in unsung history, usually as kind of the villain of the story. And, you know, there's, there's certainly war uh, that happens as well. But there's just these super interesting stories that, you know, I, I I'm, didn't go in thinking I was going to tell some sort of moralistic story or something. But 
but I just thought, why, why don't I know about these things? You know, why, why are there these, these stories that I've never heard of? And the, the second story I did, the second episode I did was about shooting that happened at Jackson State University in uh, 1970. So like two weeks after the Kent State shooting. And I knew all about the Kent State shooting. My parents were there. Like this was a well-known story to me, but I knew nothing about the Jackson State story. And so that was sort of the, the question was like, why do I know one of these really well and have never even heard of the other one? And so that comes up sort of again and again and again. Like, why is this woman who did all this stuff not somebody that we ever hear about? Why is this particular moment in history one that that no one tells? And so sometimes I dig into the question of why, and there's usually really interesting answers, but sometimes it's just, let, let's tell these stories. Let, let's get this out here. And you know, if they're going to try to ban this history, then I'm, I'm going to shout it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's, a, there's so much about things that are printed and things that are written in history. History is written by the winners. And um, and I think that that's why, you know, this is so important that we actually dig into and dig into the facts. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise, otherwise we lose so much perspective, honestly, yeah. we're 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 depriving ourselves of that of that perspective. And so I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Can you tell everybody where to find you, where to follow you, how to how to get the unsung history, especially coming up here for Women's History Month? Yes. So unsunghistorypodcast.com. I'm quite proud of my website, actually. So people should go check it out. And you can, if there's a particular kind of history you're interested in, Black history, women's history, I've got all these, you know, sort of categories and tags that that people can click through and find things on all the the usual podcasting apps. Uh, and then I'm on Twitter and Instagram at unsung underscore underscore history because everything else was taken. <laughs> so <laughs> two unsung underscore underscore history and on Facebook and all that. So yeah, everywhere. I'm all over the place. It's just me. I'm a, I'm a little one woman shop. So <laughs> if you're chatting with me on social media, it's me. <laughs> you're getting me. Same these, same these. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Everybody check out Unsung History this month and in the ensuing months, too. It's just absolutely fascinating what you've been able to uncover. And I appreciate you. So thank you, Kelly Pollock. Appreciate your time. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today. I will be back tomorrow. And until then, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, take care of your mental health and vote blue over Q. I've been AG and them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media.